You know, if there's one thing that dumpies are really good at, it's putting the dumper on a pedestal. And we do it so often, and at some point, we have to ask ourselves the question, why do we do that? What's the point? Now, let's just take a basic scenario. I've been dating somebody for a year and a half. And at the end of that year and a half, I've been perhaps acting clingy, needy. I haven't really focused on myself or my own pursuits. I made my partner too important. All I wanted to do was to hang out with them. And I understand that there's other variables and things that could go on. I'm just using a very generic situation that I hear all the time. And they break up with me because I'm not acting very attractive. And perhaps they're not communicating their needs well enough for me to really understand. Or perhaps they are and I'm just not hearing it. And they leave. What's the first thing I do? I'll usually cry or beg or plead. And then I'll realize the degree of futility that that usually entails. And then I'll pull away and usually leave them be. But in those quiet moments where I'm stalking their social media or anything like that, I will look at this person as though this is the greatest human being on earth. And we have to ask ourselves why we do that. What's up with that? Well, think about what happens after a breakup. You and your partner during the functioning relationship were equals. And this is all, of course, in our minds. None of this is in reality. Your worth is always equal to another human being's worth, period. But in our own mind, what we'll do is we'll look at this person during the relationship, and we'll usually do a whole host of things like take them for granted, or you know, not really spend enough time with them, or whatever, they'll always be there. And when the relationship ends, there's being a narrative shift. I had this situation, I thought my partner would be with me forever, you know, I didn't really put much effort into myself because they're not going anywhere, or maybe I even neglected them because, same idea, they're not going anywhere. And then they go somewhere. And then that shakes up our whole view of this thing. And we begin to ask ourselves, well, what the hell, where the, I didn't, no, that was an option. It basically, it changes the story in your mind of what you've been telling yourself. But that's just it. It was a story. Right? Once upon a time, I got into a relationship and I treated my partner however the hell I wanted to treat them, and they'd never left the end. And unfortunately, sometimes that is the story, right? I've heard it before, where partners just don't know how to leave, and we find ourselves on the other side of the spectrum where I'm in an abusive relationship and I don't know how to get out. Or maybe I don't have the strength or courage to get out. But in this scenario, we get broken up with, and the person goes away. And then, in our mind, they are immediately elevated, like, to celebrity status. So why do we do that? Well, a couple of things. A, the story I just mentioned uh, is, is real. We all do that, right? And it can be really difficult because since somebody just bestowed rejection upon us, we look at ourselves as no good, right? After all, they were with us. And now they're saying, I don't want to be with you. And then we beg and plead, and we try and reason and bargain with them. And they still don't give us any ground. Yeah, that's all great. Sure, you brought up some strong points. But I don't feel those strong points. And that can be really frustrating, especially if you're, like me, an overly logical person. In that moment, you can't really hand them a, a, a lawyer script and say, here... Here's a list of reasons that uh, your case is flawed and that you should actually just stay with me because we're working off of the incorrect fuel. At the moment somebody's breaking up with you, they are working off of pure concentrated emotion, right? They don't feel 
that being with you is good for them, or they don't feel that being with you is going to result in a happier, healthier future with them. It's just not a good idea in their mind. And to you, you're working off of emotion in terms of panic, right? I need to get them back. I need to do whatever I can. And so you hyper-focus on the logic. Of course, it's limited. But in that moment, you're just trying to convince them, please come back. You're just going to throw away all these years. But what about, you know, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, all those different platitudes that we hand them. But at the moment they're doing this, they've decided. So we begin to look at them as though they are above us. And of course, in reality, that's not true. Like I said earlier, your worth was always equal to them. But it's further compounded by the behaviors that we begin to take because we begin the social media stalking or maybe the real life stalking, which if you're doing, please, please, God, please stop driving by their house. Stop doing any type of stalking behavior because if they catch you, it's done. It's donezo, so cut it out. And then we begin to go to YouTube and listen to videos like these too much. Now, if you've listened to my channel for a while, or you've caught the right videos, you've heard me say, and I'll say it again here, there is a period of time where you can watch these videos, and then you need to stop. Uh, a ballpark estimate would be like two months. Watching these videos or videos like them for too long is counterproductive because the point is to grow, to actually apply what's in the videos, right? To become better, stronger, healthier, and to move onwards into your life. But think about what that does. When you become better, stronger, healthier, more confident, etc., you begin to like yourself more. Your idea of yourself elevates and you begin to reestablish yourself as someone who is equal, not only to your partner, but to anybody else. In relationships, especially if we don't stay on top of ourselves, they can make our world smaller. They can limit our social interactions because all we want to do is hang out with our partner. I mean, isn't it great to hang out with someone who wants to touch you and cuddle you, have sex with you, go on dates with you? It seems like nothing but paradise. It's just pleasant all the time, usually. And so we stop hanging out with our friends as much. And unless our partner's habits are very closely aligned with ours, we'll very likely stop doing the things like the gym. Because, hey, I don't have to work as hard to look good anymore. I have them, and they're not going anywhere. We begin adopting all of these different behaviors and beliefs that ultimately work to our detriment. Now, that is unless we have been knocked down a couple of times and have finally risen and said, this is how my life's going to be no matter what, no matter who I'm with, in a relationship, not in a relationship, whatever. It simply must be this way because this is healthy and this keeps me balanced. But what I usually see is when people go through their first, maybe their second breakups, this is still a lesson they're in the process of learning. And unfortunately, some people never learn this. And what those things do is they keep you well-balanced, but also elevated in your own mind in terms of your self-confidence and self-love. And it is hard to view anybody else as above you when you love yourself. So you go through a breakup and you've spent weeks to months not working on yourself during the relationship leading up to the breakup, that is. And then this other person breaks up with you and they seem to be doing fine. And that further compounds your belief that you're no good. In reality, it's not true. At the moment they break up with you, they're feeling relieved because it's been this huge buildup they've likely been thinking about for weeks. And when it finally is done, 
you'll see a sense of relief. Sure, maybe they were crying at the actual breakup, but after the fact, you've likely been looking at their social media or hearing from mutual friends or maybe even talking to them directly. And you've been seeing this sense of peace in them, which we've discussed as the relief stage. Because now all of the burden and anchors that have been weighing them down are now no longer here. Of course, it takes time because they're getting away from a bad thing. And in your mind, you are being given a bad thing. So, of course, you immediately feel bad, and they feel bad later. Delayed. Why? It's because you've been a part of their life, a fact of life for them, for months to years. And that's eventually going to hit them. We're human beings, right? I'm in my 30s, and I still miss high school. It's, we're human. That's how we work. We're, we're linear, corporeal. When you lose that moment, you can't have it back. That's it. As they say in The Avengers, no amount of money ever bought a second of time. So, on this channel, I focus so much about you working on yourself because it solves so many problems. The first problem is your view of yourself, right? What do I think of me? Do I like me? And so many people I speak with don't like themselves, particularly at the end of a relationship when they've likely not been working on themselves because they had a partner. And so that mentality of, well, why bother? I have this partner here, and if I have them, they're making me happy, when in reality, they were just preventing you from realizing you were sad. And in the meantime, of course, they were fulfilling one of the pillars of happiness, which a relationship can bring you happiness, but it's one of several pillars that holds you up. You need to have several different things going on for yourself, otherwise too much pressure is put on one pillar, and then we can't be surprised when that pillar crumbles. But the main point is, your partner, your ex, whatever, is not better than you. You think they are during the time you are going through the breakup and dealing with those emotions. And we have all these different emotions that we throw at them in their direction. And they can be positive emotions, negative emotions, grief, anger, etc. But remember, how you feel is appropriate to the situation you're in. It's how you act and what you do and what behaviors you take that really determine where you're going to end up. If you go down a path of self-destruction, of binge drinking, of watching too many TV shows, not getting up, going out into your life, not connecting with your body, not saying hi to a couple of friends in, of course, a safe way, then there's a certain degree of no shit, Sherlock, you're going to feel bad. And... Doesn't that make sense? Shouldn't we always be held accountable to our actions? And then, you know, when so many of you hear from your ex when you weren't expecting to, God, the amount of comments I've read, oh, I never thought I'd hear from them again. Or, oh, wow, they reached out a year later. And so many of you are shocked when, in reality, you were always worthy. You are worthy. That's it. That's the end of the story. Maybe you don't believe me. I don't need you to. I believe me. And if you work on yourself and grow, it solves all of the problems I spoke about in this video. And yeah, the path is not always going to be easy. But it will always be simple. And that's a start. So, set the bar low. Start incrementally. I've discussed this in previous videos too. It's just a matter of getting to work. Because you are worthy. So take the dumper off the pedestal. They're not as amazing as you're making them. And to anybody walking down the street, seeing your ex, the dumper, you know, 
that's just another human to them. To you, you've built up all this time, attention, affection, memories, dates, etc. And so, of course, you're looking at it differently. But in a weird way, that means that you have a choice over how you look at it. I wonder what would happen and how you'd look at the situation if you just spent arbitrary number, three months, let's say, in no contact, three months of consistent exercise, three months of consistent therapy, of reaching out to friends, of just trying something new, of challenging your comfort zone. After three months, I wonder where you would be. So that's all I had for today. I hope you found this video helpful. As always, folks, subscribe, hit like. It helps my channel out, lets me know that I'm doing a good job for you guys. And frankly, the more people that hit like and subscribe, the more often YouTube shows my videos to other people who have not seen this content. So I really do appreciate that. If you like my videos, I have a hundred plus new ones that you guys have never seen uh, on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash thelovechat. And if you look at the top right, there's a little button you could click, and that'll take you right there. But just give some of what I've said a thought. It deserves to be thought about. Who could you be in three months of consistent work? Just who could you be? Just something to think about. Until next time.